welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. Hey, what's up, guys? My Amazon seller journey began in late 2016, and in today's video, I'm going to show you the coolest Amazon product research tool that I have come across since I began selling on Amazon. Not only is it really cool, but it's like very intuitive and packed with information, packed with relevant data, and they make it uh, very easy to utilize this information so that we can make smarter decisions for our Amazon business. I'm going to walk you through how to use it. It is called Smart Scout, and you guessed it, you can find a link in the description if you want to check it out. So let's get right to it. Real quick reminder, I've got some free resources for you all linked in the description. I've got a weekly giveaway that I host and winners are announced every Sunday. I've got a seven-day Amazon FBA mini course delivered via email. You can take advantage of that in the description. And I've got a great Amazon FBA Facebook group that I would love to have you in. So the Smart Scout application has a bunch of useful functionality. I'm not going to go super in-depth in this video, but I do want to kind of breeze through how you might utilize each of the um, functions within the app. We're going to start with brands. Brands are, well, hey, brands are what you have to assign your product to when you sell on Amazon. And uh, you can honestly start a brand with just launching a single product. Back in 20, uh, late 2016, early 2017, when I launched my first product, I ended up adding that to a brand that didn't exist prior to me launching that product. And I ended up being successful with that product launch. And I expanded that brand out to include, I think at its peak, it was 12 SKUs. And to this day, I still sell in that brand. Um, interesting stories along the way, of course, because it's been over five years. Uh, you know, a lot of the standard stuff that comes with selling on Amazon. But anyways, with Smart Scout, we can spy on brands, right? And it's not even spying, like it shouldn't have a negative connotation. This stuff is out there. It's on Amazon, you know, but what do I say when I'm talking about becoming an Amazon seller? We need to switch our brain from seeing Amazon, the marketplace, as a buyer being marketed to, and we need to start seeing it as a seller. You know, what are the most successful products doing well? Uh, What are they not doing well? Just learn from it and improve upon it and utilize that information in our products. So here we can see some of the uh, best-selling brands. It's actually sorted by monthly revenue uh, estimated on Amazon. You can see HP and Apple and Dell are the top three uh, by estimated revenue. I don't know if this is sorted by electronics. Uh, no, it's not. Okay, so the default view is not sorted by electronics. Um, doing quite a bit of money, 300 plus million uh, a month. That is incredible. But you know, for the t-shirt sellers watching this video, because we do talk a decent bit about print on demand on this channel, why don't we have some fun in the brand search? I'm going to type in born <laughs> everybody's favorite brand born. Um, somehow, you know, if you guys remember the story, there was a little bit of manipulation where people were adding t-shirts to this brand and then getting improved placement in search results. So here we can see the born brand category, clothing, shoes, and jewelry primary subcategory. Okay. Flats as in shoes, right? Notice it picks up the primary subcategory, but those print on demand sellers watching, we know that there's a lot of t-shirts being uh, submitted to that brand as well. Uh, Amazon in stock rate, you can see stuff like that. Average number of sellers, average price, etc. cetera. Uh, monthly revenue estimated almost uh, $500,000 a month. That is pretty crazy. But here's what's cool. You see the um, magnifying glass on the left-hand side. We can click that and then we can do things like go to products. And now all in one view, look how quickly that just loaded. It's like they have a 
a replica of the Amazon database that we can query in real time and gather a ton of information without having to go and grab, you know, five different Chrome extensions that maybe we have to pay for all five, you know, depending, um, and then go and use them to pick each data point out and have it isolated to just one product. Well, no, how about a a table view of the data right behind me? Uh, and you know, (laughs) here's, what's funny. We already knew what we were getting into when we selected the born brand, we've got shoes and then we've got best-selling t-shirts. Okay. So we can actually look at the, uh, born t-shirt bestsellers, that are also kind of abusing the system. See, I'm not I'm not saying that we should submit our t-shirts to this brand. I'm just saying that, hey, let's spy on the people who did and see how, you know, they're basically benefiting from somehow this is still happening, the manipulation, the the improved placement you get in search results. A lot of birthday shirts. Um, so anyways, you can basically get an in-depth look into brands doing this. And from here, you can uh, click dashboard and get like a high level, even the word cloud behind me, by the way, I'm gonna hide myself. You can see born shoes for men, born shoes for women, born sandals. Okay, so you can actually get like an idea of the search terms you may want to advertise on. Or if you're not running ads, just include them in your product listings because, hey, these are what people are searching on Amazon associated with this brand of products. So I'm not saying you should rip off this brand. I'm saying if you want to start a competing brand right here, just like that, a couple clicks, we're already getting some insights into how this brand is established on Amazon. Like their, their real estate on Amazon is represented in these keywords directly behind me. Um, you can see things like, you know, the average selling price, the monthly revenue, average reviews, um, just all the information that you would want to see, by the way, average product size, also pretty, um, important if you're selling your own FBA products, because Hey, the, uh, more, you know, physical volume, physical space, your products occupy, you know, you're going to get classified into a bigger tier and you're going to pay more in things like uh, storage fees and fulfillment fees, as you would expect. Um, you can click sellers and you can see like what sellers are on these listings. Um, you know, you may actually see Amazon on a lot of them too. And that could be a result, I believe, of things like uh, if you have an FBA product and it gets returned, well, Amazon Warehouse may create a listing on or create an offer on your listing. Uh, where they classify the quality of the return and then say, hey, this is available as new, as like new, as used, or, you know what I mean? I'm sure you guys have seen it. If you haven't, you should typically take a look because you can save some money doing that. Um, You can see the subcategories within the brand. So we already knew flats was number one, but after that, look, you see t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts again from the print-on-demand sellers. You can click marketplaces and see if they're selling on international markets. And you can click scope and see data points uh, like what's their estimated uh, weekly sales over a period of time. You can actually mess with the uh, length of time. So I just went from 12 months to 24 months, for instance. Uh, And you can see a breakdown of the various categories that their products are listed in. So with a shoe, a big shoe brand, um, you're going to see a lot of um, the different like shoe related subcategories. Um, Also, you can switch to top products as well. So this might be a great way of also spying on a brand. But for a brand like Born with so many products listed, Uh, between the t-shirts and the shoes, this may take a moment to load. So yeah, it's taking um, quite some time. I mean, for the most part, this has all been really quick. So there we go. Check that out. Um, There's actually a bunch of t-shirts too. Uh, Probably on a relative basis, the t-shirts have achieved a lower BSR than the shoes. So that's interesting to note. And then if we go back to the brands page, find born and then click search terms and go to ad spy, You'll notice it also generates the uh, search terms list for us that we can feed into uh, our advertising efforts. 
Next, let's take a look at probably what I would consider to be the most powerful app inside of Smart Scout, and that is subcategories. So here in subcategories, we are drilling down into all of Amazon's, well, subcategories, and they have tens of thousands of these categories. They're constantly expanding it to, I guess, best classify uh, the products, because keep in mind, guys, when you list a product for sale on Amazon, if it doesn't have any sales yet because it's a new product, well, Amazon doesn't really know what you're selling. You know what I mean? What if we are selling a red T-shirt, but we call it a blue T-shirt? Does Amazon's AI know that we lied about what color it is? You see what I'm saying? Uh, but when they start to trust what the product is, is when it starts to generate sales because Amazon tracks what the customer searched for and then ultimately click that listing and then made a purchase. So over time, they begin to actually learn and really trust our listings. But doing things like categorizing the product listing uh, is another way of signaling to Amazon like, hey, this is what my product is all about. So here on the subcategories, like if we're just doing product research, for instance, this is a great place to start. Now, some categories you may not, it's up to you really. I mean, you can sell them whatever you want. For instance, though, like most people watching probably don't want to sell in the grocery and gourmet food category. So we may just not touch that. If you have something specific in mind, by the way, they do always have a search bar. And what's cool is you can mouse over uh, most of these columns and you can enter in like minimum number of brands, max number of brands. And, you know, it's not as useful probably at the highest level of categories because, I mean, what does the number of brands within, you know, clothing, shoes, and jewelry really mean to us, right? Because we haven't niched down at all yet. But as you begin to niche down, you can also um, set filters, et cetera. Um, you can work on like the average rating again as well. Like if you don't want to compete with a, you know, category that has a bunch of really high rated products. Uh, but of course, you probably wouldn't want to do it just from this screen alone because this is all of the um, parent brands right now. So let's keep it, uh, maybe we can use this for like finding some print-on-demand opportunities. So we can go to clothing, shoes, and jewelry. And uh, from here actually too, you know, we could just type in like probably, you know, shirt, right? And now we've got all of the t-shirt related uh, categories. Now, if we're selling print-on-demand, we'd probably want to look at the generic like men's clothing, shirts, t-shirts, right? And from here, you can actually just go to the magnifying glass again. You can go to dashboard and this will launch all of the like sub tabs that we had just looked at. So you got the dashboard. You see estimated revenue is roughly 25 million a month. Average selling price, $22.33. So, hey, maybe if you're selling at $19.99, consider upping that cost. Um, subcategories here as well. Uh, brands. So what brands are dominating in this space? Uh, and what you're going to see here too is that a lot of these are not like the merch by Amazon, like graphic tees that we're used to. Uh, it's, you know, the bigger branded you know, people probably just selling like brands of undershirts, you know, from back when I had my nine to five job, had to wear an undershirt underneath my dress shirt, um, you know, those sort of things. Um, you can see the products and I believe, yeah, it's sorted again by highest monthly revenue estimate first. But if we're seeing like, okay, so we have Gildan, you know, white tees selling $127,000 a month. Well, you know what we can do is we can set the minimum to like, let's say $100 a month, and we can set the max to, let's just say 5,000 a month, okay? And see what we're working with now in terms of the search results. So now we're getting to see a little bit more like kind of granular one-off t-shirt options as well. And, um, you know, it may not be in terms of like print-on-demand niche research, the most optimal for finding um, t-shirt niches, but this is actually a great way of seeing some uh, insights into like what, what are 
you know, what listings are really driving the most sales on Amazon in this t-shirt category. Of course, I keep talking about t-shirts. Like if we're just doing FBA products, we don't need to focus on, you know, something like t-shirts. We can honestly, we don't have to have any preconceived uh, ideas either about what we would want to sell. Um, so I still have the word shirt up there, but we can also just go back to the beginning and go on a random search, you know, for, for a product without even knowing what we're going to find. So let's do that together real quick. How about sports and outdoors? Uh, how about sports and fitness? All right. How about swimming? And how about earplugs? How about that? You know, I, this was not planned. So let's see what we come up with. I'm gonna go to products and let's see what sort of product ideas are selling really well. Okay. So these little like silicon, uh, water dam swimming earplugs, this is small. This is lightweight. This is cheap. And it looks like there are, you know, if you wanted to launch a brand of this, you'd probably consider doing multiple packs just based off of the bestseller. Uh, obviously, customers are voting with their dollars here. And you might want to consider launching multiple sizes. It looks like they offer a size zero through four. So that would be five different SKUs uh, if you chose to sell something like this. And how long did it take us to figure all this out and find a product? I mean, this was not scripted at all, but who knew the number one bestseller would be honestly like a great criteria here. Um, now, is this helping us evaluate the actual competition? Not really. I mean, not not at first glance, um, but you know, we can beyond that, um, look at things like number of reviews, review rating. Uh, we can get an idea of the average price point by looking at the buy box price. And then all we have to do to really get an idea of the um, number of sellers is just kind of scroll, you know, each row is most likely going to be somebody competing with us. But I love that they also put a um, thumbnail version of the product and then you can mouse over and see a large version and kind of get an idea because sometimes you're going to see products indexed on, um, you know, similar keywords that aren't the actual product that we're selling. So um, you can also, you know, skip skip those, right? Filter them out. Uh, we're also seeing non-earplug but ear-covering um, products as well. So that's another potential good fit if we wanted to launch a brand. You know, that's a very complimentary product. So you can find all these things inside of subcategories. Again, all the tabs are here as well. You can sort by um, the various brands within this product type. So it looks like Waterdam uh, is the top ranked one right now in terms of monthly estimated revenue. After that, Putty Buddies. After that, Here Protect. And they always put all of the other apps like one click away. But when you click them, it's limiting the scope of these apps to what you are currently looking at, which you see highlighted with the yellow tab up there. Uh, so it's just very, it's a very effective application that's putting all this useful information right there at our fingertips. Uh, what is not to love? All right, next, let's jump over to the products app. And this is what is going to look familiar to any other, you know, Amazon product research tool you've seen in the past. You obviously have your smart filters up top. You can do a straight up ASIN search. You can do a category search without actually selecting what product you're going to find within that category. So if you have an idea of what category you want to be in, like maybe you already have a product launched and you want to launch complimentary products. Well, hey, why not set your category? to the parent category of the product you've already launched. So you can expand that brand. Um, you can select, you know, BSR ranks, monthly estimated revenue. So let's say we want to launch a product that's doing, you know, between $999 a month and five grand a month. So we're not competing with all the mega big boys, okay? Because if you want to jump into competition with like, you know, some of those brands we looked at earlier or even like Amazon brands, it's going to be tough. But if you cap the uh, monthly revenue monthly revenue estimate to something more reasonable like five grand. And honestly, think about how much money you're gonna be able to put into your product if you don't have all that much money. To, but, and by the way, like you can spend 
$2,000 on your inventory and be making five grand a month from that. You know what I mean? If you spend two grand, but then you're launch, you're selling your products for, um, it depends on how many products you buy, obviously, and then the price point. But you know what I mean? Like you typically do mark them up because you have to factor in that you're going to be importing them. So the shipping cost, you have your Amazon fees, you have your advertising fees, uh, all that good stuff. So it's not unreasonable, but you know what I'm saying? If you cap it at five grand, that means that in order to keep this in stock, you may need to have $2,000 a month. I keep coming back to that number because it feels about right. Um, tied up in inventory for just that month. And if it's, you know, if, if you're ordering inventory every, you know, let's just say 60 days in advance. So at least two months because they have to produce it and then ship it. And then Amazon has to receive it. Make sure you have, you know, factored all those things in. These are all best practices for having an FBA business, obviously. So make sure the cash flow side is uh, covered. I always like to prefer, I prefer not taking like those predatory, like Amazon lending loans, et cetera, because the interest rates are crazy. So, you know, keep in mind, like if you, if we ha- don't have as much money, we can just drop five grand, make it three grand. Right. So now we might need, might need like 1200 bucks a month, you know, to keep tied up in inventory, but then probably times two. So 24, um, and there's a lot of things, guys. I mean, there's endless possibilities here. This looks fun. Like, got a Imaginarium toys and games, uh, stuffed animals, dog chew toys. Um, this is like a cool looking glove. I don't know what the heck that is, like Iron Man or something. Uh, jackets. So, I mean, I used to scroll and scroll and scroll and spend hours because, well, I used to, you know, when I wasn't an experienced Amazon seller, guys, I thought that I would scroll, if I scrolled long enough, that I would find like the perfect product. Ultimately, I realized that I had found, you know, through the process of elimination, a lot of qualified products. And then what I did is launched multiple of them, honestly. And as I became more comfortable, I would launch multiple products at a time. I was fortunate enough, you know, between having my day job and my second job and a little bit, you know, this is when I was early, early on. So I was definitely like, feeling like I belonged, like I already had a couple products bringing in some regular sales and I was doing print on demand on the side. So money wasn't as much of an option. So I tried to, or sorry, as much of an issue. So I tried to put that money to work by launching additional SKUs. Uh, and yeah, I mean, not as aggressive today as I used to be, cause it is time consuming to launch the new products, but to maintain existing products that are already established on Amazon easy mode. And that should be the dream. When you guys look at my Instagram stories every day, if you guys aren't following me, check it out, link in the description. I always open up with my Amazon FBA sales so you can see that I'm still doing it, you know, and they've been really uh, climbing lately because I just restocked a couple of my best-selling SKUs. Um, I don't want to get into that story today, but, you know, had a little bit of a, had to make a big pivot, let's say, um, but still got to utilize the old uh, listings. So Uh, actually, uh, I was going to say I like these shoes. They're not the shoes that I have, but similar. Um, Got some Adidas that I really like, Cloud Foams. Uh, And then also I will say that it's not this yeah, this Funko Pop thing, these Funko Pops, man. When I toured an Amazon FBA warehouse uh, years ago, the one thing that surprised me most was that there were a lot of these Funko Pop dolls all over the um, the inventory. I don't know how to describe it. Like, And there's only certain FBA warehouses you can actually tour, and I had to sign up like six months in advance. And then when I went, of course, I, by the way, I was the only FBA seller in the room because they asked, who sells on Amazon? I raised my hand. I'm in the room with like 30 people also touring, and nobody else did. I was like, wow, that's weird. Um, and as we walked around, I was like, man, well, I'm, I'm looking for product ideas. I saw a lot of these Funko Pops. So I don't know. I don't collect them, but I'm sure there's a backstory there. All right, let's move on to the traffic graph. All right, next, let me show you the traffic graph. This is really cool. So what you see here behind me are product images. And when I zoom in, what you're going to see is how these products are related. You know how on Amazon you see like similar products 
listed underneath the uh, product images typically, or you might see a, a row for like people who bought this also bought, and then you see other products listed. Well, any visibility is good visibility. So this is a great way of figuring out like what products should we be spying on when we launch our products? Also, uh, if you weren't aware, you can set up ads in sponsored product ads. It used to be called a, um, what was it called? I don't know. It used to be called a different type of product ad. I forget what it was called, but you could generate ASINs of your competitors and pay Amazon to be advertised on your competitors. So here's an example of how to find competitors you may want to consider advertising on. So when you see a product with a bunch of arrows pointing inwards to it, that is one that is getting, um, well, I don't know if I should say indexed, but it's definitely getting a lot of visibility on competitor listings. So if I go ahead and click this one, so I went ahead and searched beef jerky, by the way, and you can see all these different types of beef jerky on Amazon. Uh, if I find one like this one with a bunch of inbound arrows and I click it, well, look at that. The first thing we see, traffic sources, and we have a whole list of ASINs. By the way, I don't know if you saw this behind me, but you can just click Excel and export these and then copy paste them straight into your Amazon campaign and begin advertising on your competitor listings and hopefully stealing some sales from them. Next, let me show you the ad spy. So the easiest way to use ad spy instead of just clicking directly to it is to utilize any of the things I just showed you with brands, subcategories, products, traffic graph, etc. So we were just looking at beef jerky on the traffic graph. Let me just show you when I am looking at a beef jerky listing and I go over to search terms, what do I see? Well, how about that? We see not only a list of relevant search terms to this product that are going to be very useful uh, to us if we're advertising, although I will say be, you know, like definitely pay attention because you can see one of the search terms is the actual ASIN for this product. Actually, it's not the actual ASIN, um, but it looks very similar. It starts with B07. Anything that starts with B07 is typically an ASIN. I wouldn't be copying any of those. And I would be careful about advertising on like brand names. You can opt to do that if you want, but just, you know, typically if a customer is typing in a specific brand name, uh, generally speaking, like they're they're most likely going to buy that brand, and if they click you, they may uh, back out, and then you just had to pay for that click. But it's completely up to you. You know, you got to make these decisions for yourself. <clears throat> but you can see, like, um, Smart Scout's giving us sponsored product top group win rate, so they're kind of giving you the uh, estimated win rate for. Uh, I believe that's going to be the ads that are displayed at the very top of the page, which are the most effective ones. Um, you can see sponsored brand win rate. I'm not sure how they actually even know that but that's really cool and if you see a lot of zero percents underneath the sponsored brand win rate you may want to consider launching three products or more in this category and then running sponsored brand ads which do require the three products which is why i was saying launch three uh, or the sponsored video win rates as well hey if your competition is not utilizing videos absolutely set yourself apart and run video ads the one thing i'll note when you do that in my experience, uh, video ads, and I, I don't know, I'm saying in my experience, I'm assuming it's the same for everybody. They are the most expensive in terms of cost per click and as a function of the floor. The lowest that I've ever been able to launch a video ad uh, and bid is 25 cents per click. So I think Amazon is saying, hey, uh, you know, if you want this real estate and you want to have a video that we know is going to convert really well, you got to pay us at least 25 cents per click. So consider that. Let's take a quick look at the search terms part of the app. And uh, I just went and clicked it and it automatically filled in an ASIN for me here. It looks like it is some uh, zero proof award-winning whiskey, which sounds good right about now. 
Uh, and you can see here actually, so ritual whiskey alternative, zero proof. Um, maybe it doesn't sound that good. Zero proof means no alcohol, right? I guess it depends if you're in the mood for a drink or not a real drink. Um, anyways, let's take a look. So right here in the primary column after the ASIN column, you see the search terms and, uh, you can see right away, which ones are, well, which ones should be prioritized. Uh, in this case, you see non-alcoholic whiskey, and this product specifically, since we provided an ASIN, so this is kind of like a reverse ASIN lookup. If you have a competitor product in your niche and you want to know like what keywords are they ranking on that's allowing them to be so successful, pop the ASIN in here, look at the uh, average organic rank, and you can tell kind of where they are appearing on these keywords. Uh, you can also see uh, the estimated searches. So the higher that number, the more appeal uh, and more sales, if you're converting well, uh, you're going to make on those t uh, on those keywords. Uh, and intent is uh, how likely a shopper is to buy the product when they first see it on these keywords. Okay, so low intent, you don't need to prioritize as much as things marked as high intent. And you can even see kind of a, a graph of the last 30 days <clears throat> and where they've been ranking organically on these search terms. That is what makes Smart Scout so special. I mean, this this database they've maintained is absolutely crazy. And I can only imagine the number of uh, little robot scrapers they've got on Amazon's pages going, you know, all day, every day. It's probably crazy. Uh, so here we go. You can see non-alcoholic whiskey, alcohol-free whiskey, non-alcoholic spirits. And basically, again, just use the little Excel export here behind me and paste those into an ad campaign, sponsored products, uh, sponsored brands. If you have multiple products to advertise at a time, you want to set up a video ad, go ahead and do that. You've got your keywords. And then also don't forget, you also want to optimize your product listing, you know, just baseline, even if it's outside of ads, sprinkle in these keywords, uh, put them in your title, your most valuable keywords. I like to lead with my most valuable keywords in the title, include them in the brand, include them in the description and of course your backend keywords sometimes i even convert uh, or translate um, the highest value keywords in english to something like spanish and uh, that's a nice way of getting indexed on there on the backend keywords as well all right last but not least let's go to the fba calculator and again i love i love that they do this when you click it it automatically puts in just an asin uh, for it's great for demo purposes, like right now, by the way, <laughs> so I don't have to go find a product and keep copy pasting the ASIN in. So you can see it chose a friendship bracelet maker. Uh, okay, cool. So that's just giving us an example product here. So we don't have to find one. We can see how Amazon, uh, classifies it in terms of Amazon's size tier, which anybody who sells FBA should be familiar with, even though they have changed it a bit over time. Uh, again, the bigger, the product classification in uh, terms of size, the more you're going to pay in storage fees, the more you're going to pay for shipping. Um, all in all, it's, you know, but it is, it's part of the game, right? But sometimes, you know, I've sold products where you can package them differently, uh, request a remeasurement and get classified as a smaller size tier and save some money. Um, in the past, it used to be when they had less size tiers, it, it could be more significant. So it's just something worth uh, noting. <clears throat> All right, so you can see the longest side, median side, shortest side, the weight. Now, you might be thinking, Ryan, why is this important? Well, if you're just launching a brand new product and you just want to create the product listing, you might be able to just borrow these dimensions from a competitor. Now, before you tell me it's a terrible idea, I get it, I get it. I'm just saying sometimes you're moving really quickly, you know what I mean? Sometimes you got a lot of things going on and you just need to get this listing created. So you might just guesstimate these dimensions, the weight, and then go in later when you actually have the physical product from your supplier in hand 
and remeasure it and then just update the listing uh, in Amazon. Also, don't forget Amazon, um, the associates. That's one thing I learned when I toured the warehouses that they call them associates. They don't call them employees. They will also do a measurement uh, when they receive it as well if they haven't measured it before and they will also weigh it. Then they will enter in those dimensions themselves because they don't always trust us sellers because we would just, you know, not saying we would, but I'm saying you could uh, bend the truth a little bit <laughs> and get classified as a smaller product. Uh, you can see, I think, projections of how many units uh, have sold recently. Uh, you can also type in like the selling price and in real time it gives you an FBA fee, which again, don't don't forget that is a function of the selling price uh, to an extent, right? They don't just do a flat selling fee uh, or FBA fee similar to how they do like on Amazon Merch. It is um, not just a static <clears throat> baseline cost that they take. If we charge more, they increase the amount of money that they take on a relative basis uh, from the amount that we collect from the customer. So then you've got your static 15% referral fee. Um, you can see storage fees as well. And then if you input your, you know, what it costs you to ship to Amazon, which is not per product, it's, you know, if I send 10 cartons in to Amazon and each carton has 20 products in it, so that's 200 products, um, whatever it costs me to send those 10 cartons divided by 200 is what you would type in here. It's typically pretty low, like maybe 20 cents, just guessing here. Uh, cost of product, you know, what do we pay our supplier? Maybe $4.99. So net profit is $7.22 per sale. Net margin, 36%. And that means, hey, we can run our ACOS of our ads up to 36.13% 36 and still be breaking even. Uh, so that's how I always think of things before I, you know, when I see the actual profit margin, I'm like, okay, well, that's just how much I have to play with for my advertising budget without losing money. Uh, and that's pretty much it, guys. So let me know your thoughts about Smart Scout. Check it out. The link in the top of the description will take you straight there. And then I believe you can get a seven day free trial as well. So take advantage of that. Let me know your thoughts. This is great. If you're um, just thinking about starting or diving into Amazon, um, you're not going to find an easier, more intuitive app with more information. Their database really is something special. And as we wrap up really quickly, I wanted to show you some other tools they've got in the app nested under other tools. So you can click sellers and you can see basically just spying on uh, other sellers on Amazon. When you create a seller central account, you do create a profile and you can query on the actual like seller profile. You can upload a little image. You can add a description. Uh, I don't know how many people know that, but it is kind of like a random thing because um, you can have a brand but a seller can have multiple brands and you can kind of spy on everything there. Um, and what they're doing here in Smart Scout is allowing you to do it all from basically like an Excel, Microsoft Excel style uh, table of data. And of course you can export it using the Excel tab as well. They have an interesting seller map here where you can kind of dive in and spy on where sellers are actually located because this stuff is actually um, publicly visible on Amazon as well. So they're just expert, like masters of scraping data from Amazon. Can't believe somebody actually did this too. This app is awesome. And as a former uh, front-end web developer, I do have to tip my cap to whoever designed this uh, Smart Scout app. You can see the product seller view. So now they've basically taken the seller's view and they've just added products to it. One thing I wanted to note is look at the monthly revenue estimate for Amazon Basic uh, AAA batteries. This says half a million dollars, a little bit over that, uh, a month in monthly estimated revenue. This is absolutely absurd. And I just wanted to point that out that they are just absolutely crushing with those Amazon brands. 
Uh, they have a sales estimator as well, where you can kind of break down um, an estimated view of the sales taking place inside different categories. And they've got a UPC scanner uh, where you can scan UPC codes, I guess. I don't know. I've never actually used this myself. Uh, looks like you can start a new scan and um, enter product ID, cost, selling cost. I don't know. So if you're going to scan UPC codes and kind of spy on products that way as well, keep in mind, you know, when you add a product to the Amazon catalog, you are supposed to include a UPC code. Of course, you can have a GTIN exemption uh, or, you know, there are other loopholes and whatnot, depending on what you're selling. But I just wanted to make that clear. Guys, let me know what you thought about this video, though. Hopefully it helped. Hopefully you find Smart Scout really useful for your FBA and Amazon selling experience. Please hit that like and subscribe button and check out Smart Scout. And the link will be at the top of the description, guys. Thanks for watching. I'll see you tomorrow with a new video. Mm-hmm.